Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. We're back. We've been away for a while, but it's been quite on the local front, so we took a bit of a break over Christmas, but it's great to be joined again by Tom Crotty, James Blanchfield, and Johnny Tobin won't be here today, but we'll be back on with us over the next couple of weeks. How are you, lads? He's, he's kind of like Brian McFadden, isn't he? He's kind of left the band now, hasn't he? He's, he's gone. Sort of, yeah. Looking yeah. for a replacement. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's a busy man. The irony of it is that he's busy with rugby, so rugby, fair play yeah, to him. He's up the walls. Definitely. Yeah. Um, lads, uh, good Christmas, everything, everyone. Okay. The good time. Back to normality. Yeah, back to normality. Doing a bang on Monday night. You're sitting there kind of going, is it really happening tomorrow or is it is it is it next Tuesday? But yeah, look, it's good to be back, isn't it? I mean, bit of normality back to life and we look forward to Paddy's weekend now and Easter and the summer and yeah. Halloween, never do Christmas all over again. Sunshine would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the holidays. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, busy time rugby wise, lads. Um, there was plenty of interprovincials and all that stuff, and plenty of news over the Christmas. Uh, locally, it's quite Tom. Uh, you were meant to have an, a, a Southeast J1 final, and you got frosted off or cold weathered off it was due to be tomorrow am i correct we're recording this on a friday so tomorrow would be saturday the 7th of january um but it's not going ahead i understand yeah um we got notification there was the last week that um gory doesn't suit gory to play um whatever for whatever reason so we've been and the throws back and forth as the southeast committee have been kind of then came back to us and said that they were cancelling for the for the year, that there wasn't going to be a Southeast final. But then at the last meeting, I think on Wednesday, um, it was declared that they wanted to play it, so we're going to get a play that hope they intend to play it sometime during the season, which is but, um, uh, it's a pity because we were really geared up for we would have suited us to really play this weekend. Uh, it was like we're not out till next weekend, we big game against the tie. Uh, next weekend on the 14th so or we're actually playing on no we're on 13th we're on the we're on saturday we're playing on saturday um so it would have suited us really to have that game to be honest it would have, you know just to get things back on track but i can um, understand i can understand that it's hard to get a weekend to fit it in but not playing a southeast league final why bother playing the tournament if you're not going to allow a final to be played you know, it's a great tournament and it's kind of fallen off the wayside over the last number of years. And I remember seeing our lads play a final against Wicklow up in Carlo. It went extra time. It's one of the best games of rugby I saw. It's, it, it, it's a competition that needs to get its mojo back. And the only way it's going to get it back is for finals to be played. Well, there's no excuse. I don't understand why, because they, I mean, it, it was given that the excuse, basically the excuse was um, due to league. It was due to league... Um, Due to the league, uh, that the Gory had something to do with their, with their own league, which the league is—they're not playing till next weekend either. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why or what that's about. Like I mean, you commit to a final if a final is a final. Um, you know, if you're missing players, you're missing players. Or we, we had—I can't see the reasoning. I can't see the reason why we can't play a final. As I said to Stephen earlier, and we're having a quick chat about it, and I, I believe that was the Leinster competition. Doesn't we were being told to play, and that's that. Yeah. Uh, I know if it was a youth final, you'd be told to play it and that's that, mm. or give the walk over, you would have been handed a trophy because uh, 
uh, time is precious when you're playing the season, a rugby season or any season. And uh, I just don't understand why it just wasn't uh, put forward. It had to be played there and then that's it. You know, because if, if you if you put your foot down one year, the following year, then it's done. You know, like I, I remember what six, seven years ago I was coaching the Kilkenny under 18 team and I called the game off because we just had our numbers were on the floor. We would have been going up to Navin, which is hard enough when you're in the best of health. Scott Ennis was the tournament coordinator. The game was called off. Scott was not happy that it was called off, but six weeks later, the game still wasn't played, and we got an awful dressing down on Scott for it, and that was only a league match, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we're the, we're the same. Like, I mean, I run the 14th competition, and, and uh, you know, if, if people don't play on time, they, your chances are you get the, whoever team couldn't play that day. Well, we'll lose the points, you know. And if it's a, we just you can't if you let things slide or you know you keep pushing it out and being nicey nicey times, you just have to put the foot down and say this is the final. Whether it suits either team, it has to be played on that date. It's amazing when you put something when your foot down and say it has to be played on that date. It's amazing what happens. How many teams will get to have their all of a sudden they have their team ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to be. I think you're just going forward. They need to be a little bit, a little bit more serious when it comes to um, to dates on the finals, and have to put the foot down and say, "Look, that's been played." I mean, okay, we can't, you can't uh, rely on weather if it's if the pitch is frozen um, and there's no alternative pitch in the day. That's fair enough. That's not a, that's just weather, and we all have to put up with that. But when when the weather is fine and we have a free weekend, it should be just played. Like the Horsey Cup was played last weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, we host, that was it. Like the Hosey Cup play. I mean, you could say it now. I don't know what team Nace, Nace had down. We, they, but um, I know that the Thai had their full side out, and and now they have a, they have a full game under their belt, and we don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why we're we popping down to see the lads tonight. Our boys are down at the Kenny tonight. That's right. Yeah. Uh, to have a joint training session. The reason being is, and well, one it's good. It's good camaraderie between the two clubs. It's, it's great to be able to do things like that. But uh, and the other fact is, I think we need we need some game game time, and uh, so did Kilkenny. So it just suits, mm. you know. But it's it, it would be nicer to it would be nicer to play a Southeast final at the weekend. Yeah, mm. and possibly have a trophy in your hand after. Well, well I mean, I, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, back to a day. I mean, Gorley could have had a trophy under hand, or Carlo could have had a trophy under hand after. Yeah. It'd be a nice start to the season. It's a nice start to the new year. Yeah. Scratching our heads about that one. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, so that's I was just going to ask you, Tom. So uh, you're training with each other tonight. That's great. Like you said, it's a great idea. Um, who are you up against next weekend in the league? Uh, we have a tie Saturday night in the tie. Oh, all right. Um, right. Huge game. Huge, well, huge game for us. Huge game for a tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I say, a tie on a, on a good roll, but we have great respect for them. Um, I think everybody in the league has a uh, has to. Has uh, woken up and has the respect, or has are now giving them the respect that they deserve. They've worked their way up and have the club is flying over there. Um, but it's a huge game for us because we've had a couple of losses on the trot, so we have to turn that around. Um, we're still struggling with a lot of injuries in the backs. It's it's to look at Carl at the moment. Our defense is probably the best, is the best in the league, but our attack is probably one of the worst in the league. Uh, going on just going on stats that's nothing to i mean it's only statistics uh, uh, looking at from uh well somebody actually i did a 
did a stat on the whole league and did our league and uh, it was down basically it showed that uh, we had the best defense or probably we were near the bottom end of from an attacking point of view um probably a little bit like monster times <laughs> great defense can't score uh for on my own chelsea last night the exact same great <laughs> can't score uh, but anyway look uh, it's a massive game for us um we're back training good numbers again hopefully it's very hard picking we have to pick a, uh, a squad to kind of go, go down to kilkenny from, uh, you know, as they're available and um you know to get them to travel down be down there so most of the squad is available for tonight so uh, just a couple of still a couple of injuries in the backs missing david mcdormand and those still isn't isn't back 100 so um it's just to try and get things back on track hopefully now this will kick it off tonight and then we have tuesday and uh, next friday to get things back in order and uh, prepare for a tie which is as i say is a, a massive game for us you know because it, it can determine where we're going to finish because we have two ways looking at it one we win we're still in contention um maybe not necessarily to get top of the league but then to get into a playoff position is the key thing we want to see you know if you can't get can't get first place you have to give yourself an option to try and uh, get uh, get into a playoff um if you lose then you have to figure trying you could actually be in a relegation battle that's how tight our league is at the moment you know it's it's a ridiculous league you can be you can be top one minute and you could be near the bottom the next minute so um as i say like it's it's a huge game we need all the boys to be back on track and uh, we're going to need as much support to travel to a tie next weekend. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and it keeps us a win, obviously, there, Tom. It keeps you just behind Tullow and Wicklow yeah. as well, which is uh, hugely important. It's just a great thing. And the worst thing about the, the leagues, as you said, at the start of every season, just you can't afford to slip up anywhere because you go from second, third, and down to near the bottom of the table. It's just a huge amount. Of t- so tight. Yeah. Trying to keep everything showing the road. It's great that you only have to go to a tie as well. Um, I know we spoke about this, and it's great having a tie in the one uh, B that it's only over the road, and the fact you can switch it to Saturday as well under lights is great. Oh, it's under lights, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds, uh, ho- sounds hopefully, it ties lights work. Well, ours. <laughs> uh, don't talk to us about lights. Our uh, generator, our generator, our the radiator, our generator just went kaput, so we've taken oh, it out and got it redone. So at the moment, we've only got uh, we've only one picture: the electric lights, and no, no, we're missing two floodlights, two pictures of floodlights at the moment. So uh, it's not a good season for backs and for lights. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, lads. Like, that's like, that's <laughs> I'll pull a few bob in the meter, Tom. <laughs> yeah, we're, saving, we're, just, we're, we're saving on diesel at the, at the moment. <laughs> oh, lads, that's some crack. Um, yeah, no, it's great, though. It'd be nice that'd be a good, great old match. Looking forward to that. I might head over to have a look. Um, that's Carlo and the Thai uh, Saturday week, half seven, yeah. Tom. I think it is around half seven. Yeah, yeah. over in the tide, that'll be a good old match to watch. James, you have Setonians next week? Uh, Setonians next week, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's hard to know where we're at. I mean, I've had a busy, I've had a busy six weeks, so I've probably been kind of a little bit distanced from rugby. The truth be told, just kind of build a house and moving houses and selling houses. So it's been hard. Something's had to sacrifice, and it's been it's been rugby for the last six seven weeks. But yeah, Setonians come to Kenny. Um, on, on, on Saturday week. Um, we went up there 
in the what the second the second third game of the season with a very very confident in ourselves but there was a serious crash on the M9 on the way up the lads got delayed for three and four hours the game was delayed there was fellas only getting out of the car as the matches were kicking off so I don't genuinely don't think that should be a barometer um we'd be confident enough but as I'm saying for the last two years, props, 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 you know, they don't grow on trees. We don't have the luxury of having many of them down to any at the moment. So I think that's where the game will be won and lost. Um, I think we're probably, you know, I was listening back to the Towns Cup commentary the other day and Stevie Ashmore made a good point that if we can get parity up front against any team, we have the ammunition in our backline to take anybody on. So um, just it's, it's just about our forwards, getting things going up front. Wes Carter, will he be back? I don't know if he's going to be back in time for, for the Setonians game. Um, it's only, I suppose, we always talk about Wes and his importance to the team. But when he's not there, you actually realise how important he actually is um, over the last few games. It's just his intelligence on the pitch, his thinking on the pitch, his leadership, everything that Wes brings. So from a rugby perspective, um, from selfishly from a rugby perspective, we'd love for him now just to get the boots back on and get back out training. And, um, but it's not easy when you have three three babies or two babies, two twin babies and a and a young a young child at home as well and after moving into a new house. Um, a couple of injuries, I won't name the player or the position because if I named the position, it would be giving it away, but I believe he enjoyed his sister's wedding a little bit too much doing the air guitar and might have, <laughs> might have had a, an injury or injuries, one to both knees, but um, look at best of luck to him on, on that recovery. Um, and yeah, so look, I mean, it's hard to gauge at the moment. We'll see what happens against Carlo tonight. Like, I mean, for us, that's going to be, it's a training game, but it's important for fellas to put their hands up. I think a lot of young fellas probably underestimate the importance of training and the importance of actually performing and training and turning up to training. And then some guys can't understand that they're not being picked when they don't train. And it's madness like that, that, that you must, to play, you must train and to train, you must commit. And some young fellas just aren't doing that. And then they're throwing the toys out of the cot if they're not being picked. So, um, a lot will be hanging on what, what we do against Carlo tonight. And I don't know how that's going, tonight's going to be structured, but um, we we have an awful lot of work to do in the league if we want to remain in 1A next season. Um, we have an awful lot of work to do. I think, in fairness to Doc and the rest of the coaches and the large majority of the players, they know what they have to do. But I always speak about minor detail, minor little bits of discipline, how you speak to a referee on the pitch, things like that. How you speak to each other on the pitch as well. It's things like that that we're just probably slightly letting ourselves down on. Um, and as, as I said, I spoke about leadership a minute ago with Wes. We've got to remember that Doc has been largely unavailable for the last while as well through through a knee injury. So he should be back as well. So against something. So look, we'll see how it is. I think... As I'm, as I'm saying the whole time, the success for us this year is, is, is what our seconds team are doing. Like I mean, they're 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 up at the up at the top, challenging for 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 league honours. Now, albeit they were beaten against Ashbourne the last day out, and well beaten by Ashbourne, the truth be told. But the point is, is that this time last year we were going to play seconds matches with 10, 12 players, and the year before our president Dave Matthews was talking out to fulfil numbers for the seconds team. This year. We have, John Buckley was saying he has about 34 seconds players that he can pick from any week. Um, there's about 50 players out training every week, large majority of that is seconds players. So now there's a thirds team being brought in in the next couple of weeks as well because there's if, if you're one of those 34, 35 guys who are committed to the seconds and you're not being picked every week, 
if you're not getting a game, you're going to get browned off and you're going to head off. So those guys are going to need game time as well. So there's a few of us old these. You wouldn't think I'm nearly 40 by looking at the colour of my hair now compared to Tom's. But, but, <laughs> but uh, it's all right, lad. You've had a tougher life than I've had, Tom. That's it, yeah, yeah. But look at it, everyone's going to need everyone's going to need to get some game time in our place. So it's good. Barry Daly, Gary Doyle, and um Alan Donovan are looking after the third team. So that's going to be good. So a few of us will probably dusting off the boots for that. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, no, it is. J3 competitions are always good to have. Um, keeps lads interested. I know that Would feeling. You believe it's actually the only cup we've never won. We have a we we've won first, seconds, fourths, and fifths cup. We've never won the Anderson Cup. We've lost. Oh, yeah. We've gotten to yeah. We've gotten to one final. I think it was 1980, 1988, 1989, and we lost. Wow, well, that was your so, chance. Yeah, there's a good cohort of lads in the club in that have first, seconds, and fourths cups, but have no no thirds, no no Anderson Cup. There we are now. That's the aim. Um, lads, uh, James, I'll just keep you for a second. I should have stayed with Tom. Uh, any, you're can come you back to me. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go off, Meg Taylor. Um, Kenny women are playing Tullamore in Fugstown yeah. at the weekend yeah. as well. They're back in action and they're still flying high as well. They're flying high. They had their first defeat of the season away to Navin in the last game before Christmas. And it was themselves and Navin that were tit for tat in Division 5 last year. It looks that they'll be tit for tat in Division 4 this year, albeit look at our women have a they have a cushion. They could have they could afford to lose that game. Now look at you don't want to lose any game. They have aspirations of promotion. Um they'll want to be taking on Tullamore this Sunday. They'll want to be coming away from that with a win for them and for like in context of the team, context of the league, this is a pivotal game. You don't want to, after going so long, six, seven games unbeaten, you don't want to go two on the bounce where you're after losing. So Paddy and the team, um, uh, Rosie captain, uh, Rosie Miller captain, Max Irish, all the girls, they're going to be busting to get out there and just win this game on Sunday. You know, while we're on women's rugby, just want to congratulate um, Emer Kelly on her, uh, on a, who got married over Christmas. Um, um, Emer, I believe, as well. So I might have been speaking a little bit over the last few weeks on podcast saying that Emer wasn't available and she might have been injured, but Emer actually made herself unavailable because she was getting married and she is a member of the Defence Forces. And her brother was telling me that she is going away on overseas duty fairly soon. So um, she's an all or nothing lady because she couldn't commit for the whole season. Uh, she just stood away for the season, so which was very, very admirable. And I think that's a testament to the person that Emer is, you know. So congratulations to her and best of luck on her overseas deployment. Yeah, no, absolutely. She Her name pops up regularly, James, in ah, these podcasts and everything. She's a fantastic person. She's an incredible, she look at, I mean, she's an incredible athlete, but I've been in her company where she has spoken as well and when she, when she speaks you listen you know she's very on point and she's highly respected throughout the club so it's uh it's um she's a loss to the women's team but it, their their results aren't aren't reflecting that you know because if she was there i'm sure she'd be worth an extra two or three tries or you know that little bit of leadership that she brings so look at you best of luck to her Absolutely. Any youths uh, news for us, James? Yeah, this is a mad weekend for youths rugby. I think, I stand to be correct, I think we have seven youths home games this weekend. Wow, wow, uh, wow. Yeah, under 14 boys at home tennis courty, under, under 18 girls, or under 18 boys home tennis courty, under 18 girls home to Argro, um, under 16 boys home to Mullingar, under 15 boys home to Carlo, under 14 girls home to the, to the Wolves, under 14 boys 
at home to Wexford and under 13 boys away to Carlow. So this is, it, it's for weekends like this that we built our extension in the dressing room that we did all the work around the ground where you can actually facilitate all of the teams. You know, they can all have a dressing room. Um, even though Gary Brickle, who was our youth coordinator, has uh, has been doing his best just to make sure that everybody knows where they're going this weekend because it's one it's one game on top of another game on top of another game. So... Yeah, um, you must have pulled a few strings there to have all this six or seven games. I hope. Ah, sure. Look, I mean, you're, 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 it's just we get along with all the coordinators, you know. Um, but look, I mean, there's good things happening. I mean, as, as I say every year, it's it's like the Ballyhale Shamrocks thing. You're not there to at underage rugby. Your objective is, is to produce young players, bring them bring them through the steps, bring them through the levels that you can get them into adult rugby and yeah. that you become a self-sufficient club. So, you know, trophies, I met an ex-president of uh, NACE over, over to Christmas guy called Paul O'Brien and his message to me was like, tin can trophies are no good to anybody because you win them and they're gone. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it, where it becomes important is under 16, 17, 18, where you're, where you're developing those guys to get them through to adult, guys and girls to get them through to adult rugby. And that's that's what success really is. And, and, and you know, our youth coaches are all doing great work. We as a club just have to maybe have to put a little bit more of a structure around the pathways um, and and systems for how we're actually developing props, you know, because I'm... It's it, it, it's 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 obvious that as a club we have a systemic issue with regarding the front row as as a whole that we're not producing front row players so we need to look at that that's nothing the coaches are doing wrong I think it's a systemic thing that also the club might have to work on but all of the underage coaches are doing great work and uh, you know it'll be incredible to see seven teams tugged out the weekend uh, boys and girls youth teams uh, all tugged out the weekend all fully self sufficient you know that's a lot of players to care for. Absolutely. Jesus, there won't be a bit of sod left on the pitches after that, tell you. Well, in fairness, that's the reason we don't have lights on our main pitch. Um, Jimmy Gary, our groundsman, he minds that pitch like it's a it's 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 a fairway in um, in Augusta. You know, yeah. nobody gets onto it when you're not meant to be. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Tom, uh, your youth sides, obviously again, one of your sides against Kilkenny. <laughs> um, yeah, we have, well, our under-16 girls are the Rhinos, um, Rhinos are away. We're away tonight to Enniscorthy. It's uh, the last of phase one of the league. If we win tonight, we are playing in Premier. We come second in the in that part of it, and we play Premier in phase two. If we lose, we're fourth, <laughs> and oh. we'll play Division One. Um, oh. Look, to be honest, it's uh, Premier is probably very tough for the girls, but. So you have kind of as a coach, I suppose you kind of have a niche to kind of be success, kind of play the best. You know, you want the girls to play the best rugby they can. Um, so mm-hmm. one party definitely wants them to 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 play that. Um, but if we don't get if we like if we don't and we play Division One, there'll still be great, very good, very tough rugby in Division One, and um, you know we'll be competitive no matter where where we are. Um, so I would just wish the girls the best of luck tonight. That's a, that's a, going to be a tough out game down there because uh, Enniscorthy are top of their league. Uh, we have our under-18s are home to Gorey on Saturday at 12. Our under-16s are away to Boyne on Sunday at 12. Under-15s of Kenny, um on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Uh, the under-14s have Longford at home at 12 p.m. And the under-13s are home... Uh, yeah, they're home. They're home tonight at half at half seven. 
So um, they're uh, they're in good position next year. Just again, like James says, this it's okay to to try and uh, keep your youths going. Um, because if you don't have them folding into your first and your second team, and my belief is from your under 18s, if you can get three, four, five players every season to, to fill in um, and stay in, Carlo, it's huge numbers. Every, you know, you're talking, say, 25 players every five years. Uh, that's just retaining players. That's not bringing back in, you know, players coming from, that might join from other clubs or wherever. But uh, it's so important to have your have your youths, have your youths clicking. Um the problem, James, if you have a good prop, the chances are they'll be gone. That's, that's, that's the thing. Like we, lost, uh, we lost our tight head, our pretension um, tight head, Dean Clark, got his eyes, uh, you know, someone kind of twist, give him a sh- shiny thing and say, come on, come to Lansdowne so, uh, and play 20. So he disappeared off to Lansdowne. Um, you know, that's a huge loss for us because we're tight enough as it is for, for, yeah. for players, but also tight that you know, potentially you have a really good tight head. Hen's um, teeth. Yeah. yeah, well, like we're, but then again, we're stuck. We don't have, so like, I think when you're developing youth, every club has to start, you know, you start realizing what positions you become. Um, like, all, most teams will have wingers or they'll have full backs, but we're, we will struggle at times to have uh, a quality 10, you know, just to, you need tens to be green, you tends to be coming through. We don't have, we're actually just looking down through the youths as well. Like, and this, it's just you need more, more development of that and of that, uh, of tens in the club as well. As well, because I mean, you need, I always believe when you have a backbone, you're the, a backbone of a team is your, is your, is your hooker, your number eight, your scrum half, your 10, and your 15. And you need everything else you build around those players and every you know we as a club have to make sure that when, when the kids are coming through that we're looking at all those positions so they're going to fill in so when one retires there's somebody else there to fill in the slot or there's somebody going to be chasing behind them to make sure that he's fighting for his position Absolutely. because i think every team every team and james you'll know they're definitely coming across that lads become complacent when they don't have absolutely they don't Absolutely. all of a sudden it's amazing when somebody suddenly arrives in and goes uh yeah i'm chasing after your position how uh so much we're kicking the ass that it gives to somebody to to their their game changes um when they don't yeah. have when you don't have and it's a natural progression it's it's mm. workplace it's everywhere if you don't have competition um uh, you become very complacent so uh we have to as as and it's not it's even going forward like uh, developing players for to try and get them into the Leinster setup or wherever, there has to be pathways, and each club needs to show pathways from their minis all the way up and beyond Carlo. But we, at the end of the day, we want them to stay in Carlo. But mm-hmm. if somebody's good enough, you wish them, the, you know, you do wish them the best of luck. Um, when we're speaking about representative, we had uh, the under 16 Shane Horgan Cup, we had a great win, they had a great win. Uh, Again, so that it's against the north northeast 31 right, yeah. Uh, we had three Carlo had three players on it James Kyo, Luke Chatton, and Caleb uh, Oglesby. And Tullo had, Tullo had one player, Brian Nolan. 
We had Quilt of Renko, the title. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. There's a the title. You know, no, there no, you no, go. No. Like, I mean, there you go. I, there's, I, there's a title. I'm actually, you know, I actually put that down to Noel Devlin, right? Noel Devlin's our, Noel Devlin's our CCRO or YDO on the club, whatever we call him currently. But Noel goes around to the schools and Noel noticed this fella inside and said, John's school. and said, oh, this chap's never played rugby, but he has something about him. He's big, he's strong. Noel got him out to the club, got him into rugby. He Noel did his job as CCRO, like you know, he identified yeah. a lad, got him in, got him playing. Suddenly, he's up there now with the Southeast team, and you know, he's a big unit. Whether or not he goes on to be picked for, for the Leinster 18s, I don't know. But you know, we would have kind of a target on his back to say, Right, there's our target tight head now. That's for that's like we had, we had the um, the same that we had Tig, um, young Philip playing with the 18s last year. Like he's mm. gotten on to now he's in the Leinster kind of that, that development summer development camp. So mm. um the Tiger Owner, sorry, and then back the came back yeah. to the Tiger fine fine potential, huge, huge young chap, you know, well built, athletic. Um uh, again, like I don't know. I don't know if we'll see with the Carlo jersey early because he has serious mm. guy could have serious potential, but we'd we'd love to see him in the black and amber. Yeah. You know, he's been he's been with us since day one and sick and things a really nice kid as well. So it's just a really, really nice guy. And you couldn't wish him, you know, we hope that we'd hope to see him in an Lancer jersey going forward. But um it's great to see the Southeast because we got the girls had a massive win. They beat in the Sarah Robinson under eighteens, they beat uh who did they beat? It was not not Midland. I think it was sixty four nil. Other Metro was sixty four nil. Um, no, we didn't have anyone from from. I don't think there was any from Carlo. I don't know if there's any from Kenny. There's one of the guards from Tolo who yes. played Rhinos last year. Um, on it, but look at the good thing is, is there's two big wins to the southeast. So our, you know our our area is still producing a serious amount of talent. Uh, it is. I think it is probably. I think. I think it's probably the better. The better one. The, the top region. I know. I'll be looking at that selfishly, but you could. Yeah, Chapadini's there with Leinster. Like you know, you think Orkney last year. You, you look across the Connacht with Thomas Daly and the chap from Gorey. Um, yeah. You know there, Peter Lydon. You know there's lads from the southeast. Robin Copeland. They're all doing well in context. You know. Yeah, we've the two Deanies, two Deanies from Wexford, uh, thrown in there as well. Paul mm-hmm. Boyle and from Gorey. There's a serious amount of players coming out, so we are the most, we probably are the most successful region, you know. So, yeah. and it's a testament to, our, to the fantastic clubs that we have in it. Absolutely. Any anything else, sad lads, before we wrap her up for today? Yeah, actually, from our side, just want to pass our um, condolences to Steve Ashmore, whose mother passed away there oh, the day before last. Um, she's had a a long battle with as as it's no secret as he was Steve would say with Alzheimer's for twenty years. I think it it, it shows that uh, determination to live with that for twenty years, and I think her determination has passed out with Steve because he's one of the. A very determined guy. So, from all of us, and I'm sure from yourselves, Tom, as well, we want to pass on our condolences to Steve's family. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely, fella. Yeah, we'll wrap it up there, lads. Uh, great to talk to you. It's good to catch up after that. Uh, um, best of luck to all your youths and ladies' sides this weekend. Uh, busy, busy times in Folkstown this weekend. Plenty going on. Uh, Carlo coming down tonight, Friday as well, for a bit of a training session. So, um, best of luck to your youth sides and that this weekend as well, Tom. And hopefully, you all learn a couple of bits off this training session and this practice match tonight. Um, 
<laughs> we'll catch up with you next week and see how yeah. he's got on. Um, that's it from the Actually, if I can, yeah, actually, ahead, sorry, I, 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 I can finish it out and I, I don't mean to close it out on a bereavement again, but um, one of, I suppose, a club trustee passed away there um, just before Christmas, Ray Pembroke. Ray was a, a, a past president, club, club trustee. He served the club, I would say, majority of offices and roles. His son is his son Alan is a past captain. His his middle son um, Raymond is manager of the first team, current club treasurer. You know, so it was a, a huge shock to us all. But um, I just couldn't let this finish without without mentioning Ray Pembroke and his impact that he's had on Kilkenny Rugby Club for for near on 30, 30 nearly forty plus years. So um, to his family, we just say thanks, and um, you know we 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 extend our condolences again as we have done a number of times over the last number of weeks. Absolutely, James. Here, here. Um, same from us as well. I will finish up the program back next week. Uh, talk to you then, lads. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Stephen. See you. Thanks, James.